Hi, everybody. I have some exciting news. I am launching a Substack. I know. I keep telling you how I'm not a writer, and I'm still not a writer, but I am going to be writing about reading over on Substack. The Substack is called Unstacked, and you can find it at tracythomas.substack.com. There will be free options every Friday. There'll be a bunch of weekly roundups, announcements, all the shit I'm into. And then if you want to upgrade yourself to the paid subscription, I'm going to have author interviews, bonus episodes, anticipated reads, book pairings, community chats, all sorts of stuff. So, If that sounds like something you'd be into, go to tracythomas.substack.com and join Unstacked. And of course, I've got a special offer for you. If you go to tracythomas.substack.com slash the stacks 10, you get 10% off your first year membership of Unstacked. You have from now until April 4th to redeem. Again, that's tracythomas.substack.com slash the stacks 10 for 10% off Unstacked. Okay, that's enough. Let's listen to this episode. Welcome to The Stacks, a podcast all about books. I'm your host, Tracy Thomas, and for today on The Stacks Book Club, we're talking about The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz with celebrity trainer Alec Penix. To get to know Alec a little better, go to last week's episode where we talk about his new book, Seven Sundays, his love of self-help books, and why he reads. I also want to say Happy New Year to everybody. I am thrilled for all we have in store for 2019. Make sure you're going to our website, which is thestackspodcast.com, for recent articles about the best books that came out in 2018, our favorite reads of the year, and also a guide to helping you stick to your New Year's resolutions around reading. Check out the site and make sure you follow us over on Instagram at the Stacks Pod. In case you missed it, the winner of the 2018 Battle of the Books was The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. I mean, you can't really complain. It's an amazing book written by one of the greatest writers to ever do it. If you haven't yet, check out our Stacks Book Club combo on The Bluest Eye with Renee from Book Girl Magic. The link is right there in your show notes. If you love the Stacks, consider joining the Stacks Pack. It's a group of folks who help support the work we do on this show in exchange for perks. We have a virtual book club that meets every other week. You get shout outs on the show and you get to find out about our guests in advance. Plus, you get to know that you're helping make a podcast that you love a reality. I want to give a shout out to our newest member of the Stacks Pack, Stacy. If you're interested, go to patreon.com slash the Stacks and contribute what you can. If a monthly subscription isn't your thing, you can always do one-time contributions by going to paypal.me slash the stacks pod. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this show. It goes a long way to helping us reach new audiences. It makes sure that you never miss an episode and it helps us be able to reach out for more new and diverse guests. So if you haven't yet, take a moment to rate and review the show. It's super easy. Our most recent review came from Medved Dolly. Here's what they had to say. First off, Tracy is seriously hilarious, which thank you, and so quick on her feet when interviewing guests. She is so entertaining to listen to and has reinvigorated my love for reading. Secondly, the content and conversations about literature and the books they discuss are so great. It's safe to say I'm addicted and will be reading my way through all the books that they have discussed so I can listen to all the episodes. Thank you so much, Medved Dolly. And thank you guys for listening. And if you haven't yet, please take a moment to rate and review. Okay, now it's time for my conversation with celebrity trainer and author Alec Penix. 
Today, we're talking about the modern self-help classic, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. There's no spoilers this week, so you can listen and enjoy. Okay, here we go. All right, everybody, we are back again this week with our guest, fitness professional and author, Alec Penix. We're talking this week about The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And if you're not familiar with the book, it's a self-help spiritual book that helps you to guide your life through making strong decisions about your language, your approach to the world, and more. So before we dive in, Alec, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. We're so excited you're here. Um, So this book is a reread for you. Mm -hmm. It's a first time read for me. I'm like one of the 15 people in the world who haven't actually read The Four Agreements. So this will be interesting to talk about kind of the book and how it's changed over time for you versus kind of my first reading. Okay. So what do you, what did you think of the book? I, I, I really enjoyed the book, obviously, but I like the fact that it has this, this, this practical element to it, but also mm-hmm. spiritual. I like books like that where it has this, this bigger uh, component to it, mm-hmm. but also this um, other component where you can apply to your life on a daily basis. Mm. And, and I, and that's, or that's what I like about this. Yeah. And, and it talks about uh, the, the intro. I was like, I don't know. Do you remember watching, reading the intro? I do kind of, it didn't stick with me. It didn't either. It, that, it did not with me. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, I thought you were saying you love the intro. I, that was like, what I'm saying is that that was like the only part that was like, uh, huh? Yeah. Like, I would like, I would have to read that over and over. Again. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe stick. somebody could help, help me with that. But, <laughs> but when it came to just, just to the, the four agreements, yeah. I thought that it was, it was straight to the point. Yeah. Some self-help books will say, do this, but not in this situation and not when the you know, the weather is like that. So this right. can become a little bit, you're like, huh? Come yeah. Complex. Whereas it's just like, no, uh, make your word impeccable. You know, right. and it's like, right. it's pretty simple. Right. And I, I like simple. Yeah. So I had a kind of an similar but different take than you, which is I like the agreements as they are. And we'll tell you guys the agreements in a second if you didn't read. And if you didn't read, you can listen. There's not really going to be spoilers because this book doesn't really have spoilers. So yay. Um, I liked the agreements. I thought the agreements were really good. I didn't love the author and I didn't love his tone. Mm. I kind of found like I found him to be a little condescending or like a little patronizing. And I also thought that he um, came from like a very male place where Mm. he simplified things that I think can be difficult for women um, or children or people of color navigating the world that I don't necessarily know that he took into account um, in writing the book. And so some of that stuff was hard for me to, to yes, navigate. I can see actually you bringing that up. I can definitely see that. And the, the funny thing is my girlfriend actually recommended this book for me, Yeah, but I, looking back at that, I can see how he has sort of this, that little bit of that condescending to him, yeah. um, uh, almost like aggressive. Yeah. You know. It has a very, yeah. Like there's a lot of war language in it. There's yeah. a lot of like black versus white. And like, I like, I yes. like that. I like that the agreements are very clear, but mm-hmm. sometimes I struggled kind of what you were saying, the op- kind of saying the opposite of what you were saying, which is like, sometimes I felt like he needed an addendum like mm. this, except for not in this situation. Interesting. Um, so okay. let's kind of dive into the agreements okay. and I'll tell you some of the things that like, where I was like, Hmm, I'm not sure about this. Um, so the first agreement is be impeccable with your words. 
which basically means ensure that you're using words that are empowering mm-hmm. and affirming and you know don't gossip don't slander people choose your words carefully because they have power and they can lead to action and change and mm-hmm. those types of things mm-hmm. and i kind of added on to it like if you say you're going to be somewhere you should be there yeah, like yes. following through with your exactly. word um which i don't think he says exactly he doesn't actually but i do think that like I'm going to give him credit for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that. I, I think that it's it's also important that when you make plans with somebody that you stick to them because then what you're doing is you're reaffirming it to yourself right. that your word does mean something. Right. If you constantly make uh, – and LA is notorious for this. Yes. If you make plans with somebody and say no and you do that and you're just like, well, whatever. Your word doesn't really mean anything. That person will take it like that as well. But, totally. Um, I – Yes, with the when it comes to the word, uh, this impeccable word, I think that when people read it, they'll be like, well, duh, yeah, like I know this, don't gossip, don't do this and do that. And I think that it that's why it makes this book a little bit unique is that it's just a reminder. Right. It, and I think it's hard, so much harder uh, to definitely, do. This definitely. one I think is maybe the hardest one, would be the hardest one for me. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, I, I don't know, I grew up being self-deprecating. Like I think yeah. that when... You like I'm. I like to be funny, and uh, one of the easiest ways to a laugh is to be self-deprecating. You totally. know, so I feel like this one's hard for me to really, you know. And I'm. I've been working on that prior to reading the book, but reading the book reminded me, like, if I want people to take me seriously, like, I need to treat myself seriously, and like, I need to say that I'm a professional. You know, all these things, but it's hard. Yeah, I think that we also need to. Don't don't go to extreme where we where we're changing who we are. Right. If that word that you're saying to yourself or you're being self-deprecating and it's it's bringing you it's like it's not bringing you into where you want to go in your life. And but if it's sort of if it's um, helping other people and other people are enjoying that moment, I think that there's a fine balance there. And I think where we need to be careful is what we say to other people. Yeah. Uh, it, it, when we are, and this is, I'm super sensitive when it comes to this because I was bullied in, in mm-hmm. school and I know that those words can affect you your whole life. Right. And some people don't even realize that, that they're carrying that, that, um, identity with them through those words right. and they don't snap out of it. Right. And I could have been guilty for, of that. So it's, it, I think it's important what you say to other people, right. obviously as well with yourself. With yourself. But. Yeah, I agree. I think like I think that words do have power. But like, so here's an example of something that I didn't love about this section. It's on page 28, and he talks about Hitler, and he talks about how Hitler. Yeah, I was sees, actually surprised about that. So yeah, too. he talks about how Hitler yeah. like sows all these seeds of fear through mm-hmm. his words, and mm-hmm. he like goes on about it, and like you know, I follow the line. I follow the line that you're saying. Like Hitler got up there, he started saying bad things about Jewish people, about gay people, about the gypsies, mm-hmm. whatever, and then that led to action and legislation, and we all know what played out after that. And then in the next paragraph, he talks about a guy. He's like, or for example. A friend comes up to you and says, you look like someone who has the color of cancer. And then in a year, you're dead of cancer. And so for me, I'm like, wait, these things are not equal. This is like a total hypothetical, not backed up by science at all. And then Hitler. Yeah, I'm like, like, who is this guy? I'm like, what are we talking about? Like, if you want to, like, so sometimes that kind of stuff in the book really, like, took away from it for me. Because I thought the Hitler example was like, well, it was extreme. I understood the logic. Right. But, like. Someone saying, oh, you look like someone who has the color of someone who has cancer. Like, wait, what does that Who's, even mean? Yeah. So, like, the, those are the kind of moments. People actually say that? I, 
according to Don Miguel, they do. <laughs> I've never heard it, but I can see the whole the Hitler part of it, yeah, and what he means by that. But those the the analogy, the comparison yeah. of the two, <laughs> like you're comparing two really different things. Yeah, like it's it, I can see how you think that those two things would make you not believe it right it just it made me be like this doesn't make question sense. it yeah, yeah totally um you make me open up like you open me up to like a different <laughs> like, perspective i mean yeah I, I like it but you're still you're what i like is that you're allowing me to see it in a different light oh good that's so exciting yeah, for me yeah well you know i'm pretty critical that's part of my identity um <laughs> and i don't mean that in a self-deprecating way that's just who i am and i think that like like i said the agreements are really good it's more like the way that he does it that mm -hmm. I think he's done that. A, he did that a few times. He does it a book. few times. I have other examples. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing. So this is, I read another book. It's called good and mad. It's by this woman named Rebecca Traster. She writes for the New Yorker, I want to say, and she's a very well-known feminist theorist and she reports on feminism and her book is called good and mad. And it's about the women's movement starting as far back as like Susan B. Anthony and how anger has been a really powerful tool for women to be able to lead to action. So whether it's getting the right to vote, whether it's what we saw in this most recent election where women were angry and they started organizing and now we have all these women going into Congress. And so in her book, she makes a point of the power and the strength and the ability of anger to get things done. Mm -hmm. And I found it really interesting reading this book when he talks, he calls anger poison so many times. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting, these two different takes on an emotion or a feeling that I think is somewhere in between. Yeah, I, I, I also believe that we have a, we have a hard time identifying the emotion correctly. Right. Sometimes we, like when we're, um, for instance, you're about to do something where like, like a job interview or something and you're feeling certain emotions, right? Mm -hmm. You, you may not, like, it may not be nerves, it actually may be excitement. You may mm -hmm. be excited that you're actually sitting in front of somebody and get, you can, right. you can sell yourself in front of somebody. So it's a misinterpretation. I think sometimes of those emotions that, that those emotions are, it, it, maybe it is anger. I'm not sure, right. but w how we can use those emotions uh, and then transform them into positive, right, exactly. You know, if it's p positive emotions, right? Like I, if something personal happens to you, instead of being angry at that person, you can actually, I believe, you can change that emotion, saying, you know what, I'm not doing, I'm not gonna, I'm allow this to propel me, right. not in a vindictive way, but in a way that allows me to bring out the best in me. Totally, I agree. I just, yeah, I agree. I think that emotions can be. I mean, I have a my boss always says feelings aren't facts which is really nice when you're crying but you know <laughs> yeah. it's like thank you for that nice hug that you gave me with yeah. your words but he's right in the sense that like you can turn your feelings are your feelings but they're not transferable like what I'm feeling might not be what you're feeling to the same thing but you can turn your feelings into action mm -hmm. and I think like that in the Traster book and Good and Mad that's what she's talking about and yes. in this book calling anger poison I'm like I just finished this book where she talks about how powerful anger is and how yeah. empowering it is so I found that to be kind of an interesting take on it especially for women because we're always told like don't be angry or like she's shrill or she's yelling so it was interesting to it's kind like, of like read it with that lens right it, it's it's just a different perspective mm -hmm. and I, that's what I love about emotions because yeah. they are a, such a blessing yeah. for all, for us. And that's what makes us human is that we right. do, but we can allow emotions good or bad, like to direct right. us in our lives. Right. Can, they, they're, they're like action signals. And, right. and so 
it's just depending on how you want to utilize them. Right. And I, I love how she, what was her name? Her name is Rebecca Traster. Rebecca Traster. Yeah. I love how she said that and yeah. how that it's like your, like your jet fuel. Right. Totally. We get this emotion for, for us to, to, to actually, we can, we can either better the world or we can make right. it worse. Yeah. And like, of course, really deep seated anger that you don't deal with can be very problematic. But I think the same is true for like, not joy necessarily, but like people who are always trying to be happy, you know, like always smiling, even when things are really bad. It's like, you need to deal with that too. Like there's something more there. And so I think I understand that that's kind of his point more so, Mm -hmm. but it was interesting because he kept singling out anger and I kept Mm -hmm. thinking, yeah, but anger can be really great. Like you can feel like you can be really angry and like go have like the best workout of your life and like feel like free, Yes, you know, and like that, that fueled you. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I also wondered, what do you think about how you can use your words impeccably when it comes to someone that's like harmed you or someone that you feel like has done like an injustice like how do you how do you think that he would say that we should respond to that kind of stuff I think that when it comes to some I mean that's hard for I mean I'm not gonna lie it's hard for me it's hard it it is and that I think that's what he's talking about is in terms of I think it's moments like that where we see where we are, if right. that makes sense, right. where we are in this process. Right. If something, if someone says something to you that is mean or whatever, what you, you're going to re- want to respond in, in a way right. that is not impeccable with your words. Right. But there's got to, there must be a way to be impeccable with your words without just being like, you hurt me and I love you, right? Like, like there's a way to say what you need to say well, to I someone. I think that he, he also refers in this book about being clear with your intentions and your communication. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a moment where he, it's okay to stand up to yourself and, and say that it's, that it's not okay that you talk to me like that. Right. Um, and then, and then allow that to, and then move on, you right. know, but in not, rather than taking it personally, which is the next one. I'm sorry. Perfect, I'm no, ahead perfect of transition. I, yeah. I feel like we're like right there. Yeah. It's not like this thing where you say, say to that person like, Oh, no, don't worry about it. It's, it's, or whatever, like, or you hurt me like, or I don't know. Like, but the thing is, is I think that when you are, you listen to how it makes you feel. Mm hmm. And you let that person know in, in a respectful way right. that is not okay that you talk to me like that or, or whatever, however you would want to respond right. to it. But when you stand up for yourself, that right. that's, I think, also being impeccable with your word. Yeah, I like that. I think that's good. Because okay. I think for me, like sometimes I, I am very emotional. I can be very emotional. And one of the things that I've started doing, which I think is part of being impeccable with my words, is if I know I have to have a difficult conversation, I'll actually take notes for myself. Like what are the things that I want to make sure that I get out and I'll write it down. Mm -hmm. Or I had a boss once who told me, like if I ever had to send an angry email, I should write it all out and send it to her and that she would edit it for me and like (laughs) help me. But then getting it back and seeing like how she thought I could be impeccable with my words. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like that was really helpful too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do think that there's something like, not just verbal words, but also maybe to the writing mm-hmm. of the word for yourself, if that helps you to get it out and then to like look at it and read it back in. Yeah. Sort of uh, cleansing yourself. Yeah. In a way. And in like getting sort of that emotion out. And then, so when you're, when you're acting, when you're responding back from that place of hurt, you're not going to re- probably respond from the best from the best right. uh, state. Right. Which right. is the next one, which is yeah. don't take anything personal, right. Right. which I is what he would this say. <laughs> this one's hard. I mean, they're all hard. Well, I don't know. The third one isn't as hard for me. This one is pretty hard too. Don't take anything personal, which is basically like understanding that everyone in the world is 
acting in their own best self-interest and mm-hmm. that if someone says something terrible to you, it's because they feel terrible about themselves in that way or maybe that there's some jealousy or if, you know, someone cuts you off on the freeway because like, right. they're running late. They're not like trying to get an accident with you, right. you know, and like kind of. So what, what do you feel? What do you feel about this? Well, I think it's hard. I think because everyone's putting themselves first, you then kind of feel like, oh, well, if this person did that, they obviously knew that this was going to make me mad. And like, it's really easy to put more on, on interactions. That, yeah. When you look at it, that perspective, though, regardless of if that person is intentional or not, you you still can have an understanding that that, that person is coming to you. And it's a lot of people aren't their behaviors. Right. We're much more than that. And right. seeing somebody as much more than that is, can be a hard thing to do at right. times. Right. Yeah, there's a lesson in that where we can teach ourselves is that to see somebody beyond even in the... Because if we can see somebody in that moment, mm-hmm. um, then it'll be much easier to see somebody when they're good, right? Right. It's like, it's, it, I think, though, taking that step back and understanding the whole sphere of the issue mm-hmm. at hand can, I think, really help you then react in, in a more positive manner. Yeah, I, th- I think so, too. I So the question that came up for me in this one, just in thinking about it, is kind of how much should we take personally that isn't our own stuff? You know, like, like, let's say something terrible happens in the world. It's like, how can we be inspired to engage with that? Like, to take it on as our own for people who can't fight back. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that is really taking it personally so much, but like making things personal so that you have a reason to feel motivated to do it. You right. know? Do you believe that we could be in a position where what people say to us like doesn't filter in and soak into us? Do, I believe- do I believe that for anyone or do I believe that for myself? For yourself. I mean, probably not for me. I'm very emotional. Yeah. And it's not <laughs> even about, it's not even about like just disregarding your emotions. Right. Well, I'm a cancer, so I feel a lot of things. Like I feel like I'm very, this is very LA of me also, um, <laughs> which I'm sure for you, you're like, sure, she's a cancer. I get it. I, but I honestly you guys at home are I, like, I have no idea. Educate me on this. because Okay, I'm, well, I, it's a water sign and like we're very home and nurture. And so I feel like I'm like, you know, I always have people over my house. I'm always hosting. Right, uh, but right. also it's a crab, so I have bad attitude sometimes. Um, I can snap on you. So for me, I think it's something good for me to work on because I do think, like especially in my job when I'm teaching fitness or with this podcast, I've had people send me like really mean messages, but they think they're being nice. And I'm like, this is so horrible. Like, like I can't believe you, you sent me, me example? that. I'm going to give you an example, but I'm going to change it because I don't want people to know. Okay. But for example, someone once sent me a message about my speaking and they kind of were like, you know, she always says this thing and she always does this thing. And I'm just, and I'm telling you this because I wanted you to have this feedback, but it was like a little bit more hurtful than that. Um, and like, I, you know, I guess like, I don't think of this show as becoming a public figure, but I guess it kind of is. And like, I should expect it. But like that kind of thing I took personally at first. And then I was like, you know what? This person thinks that they're giving me helpful feedback and I should just appreciate that they think that and take the feedback and like let everything else go. But I had at first, it really made me upset. Like I was like, oh my God, this person hates me. And they had said other really nice things about the show. Mm -hmm. But for me, I, I saw the nice things and I was like, that's great. And then like they wrote like, but, and I was like, oh God, oh no, what's coming? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why do they hate me? Uh, so 
Miguel no. said Miguel would say that you, they are jealous. Sure. <laughs> but I maybe do you know that they were trying to be nice? They said they were trying to be nice. I don't know. So I'm not going to make an assumption. Number mm. three, <laughs> but I'm going to take them at their word. I, I, you know, my response was thank you for pointing that out and thank you for listening. And, you know, we all have things like, you know, there's not much more I can do, but you know, to not to or to not take things personal is hard. I think, you know, it takes a really conscious effort in the moment. Yeah. One of the things that, that I deal with is that when people give me advice that I don't even really know Yeah, and it's okay. Like if you want to help me, that's fine. But it's just when you don't have that personal connection with them and then they sort of step yeah. into that like intimate place. Yeah, it's hard. With, it's, it's hard. <laughs> and, and yes, being, um, having your own podcast and get, you know, taking a step into that realm, you are going to get those types of feedback every right. now and then. But, but the thing I always look at it when it comes to that is that there are more people that you're helping right. and that are benefiting from this right. than, than the very few that are, Maybe maybe she is jealous. Maybe she wish she could do what you're doing. Or he. Or or he. Sorry, <laughs> do not want do not want to uh, make assumptions. No. But um, so it, you have to think. Put also put that into context. But that yeah. you are, you know. It, but it's a moment. I think I look at those as a as a as a moment for you to step up to the plate. Right. I mean, I think that I actually got the message while I was reading this, and I hadn't. I was like in the first section. I hadn't gotten to doing things per, take yeah. things personally, and then yeah. I was like, okay. I'm not going to take that message personally. So for me, like, I guess, tell me this for you. You can intellectually understand don't take things personally, but how do you actually in the moment for you turn away from that impulse to be like, this is the worst thing. Like this person hates me or this person's out to get me. I'm, I'm not saying that I've perfected it. By any no, means. I'm just curious. Like but what I, works for you? The first thing is that I'm aware of it. Yeah. I'm aware of what I'm feeling. And I'm, I'm also trying to understand the situation to the best of my ability. Sure. I'm trying to see it more outside of my emotions because if my emotions are directing me into like this tunnel vision, mm. and it's, and it, I'm feeding off that mm. anger, right? Or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And so you can't see the whole spectrum. Right. And that's the, I think when it comes to me, that is my biggest uh, issue, but People think probably I'm crazy, but I have one of the blessings that I um, that I had from the learning disability and how that sort of uh, because of that, I went into sports and Mm -hmm. um, into working out. So I've always learned how to condition my body. Sure. I'm applying that same method to my mind, to to my brain in in saying like, okay, I'm not disregarding emotions here. I am I am understanding them. And I understand what's going on here, but I want to use that emotion at the, like in a positive way, however that may be. And so I want to condition my myself to 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 uh, maybe not control it, but to access it in a way that that I can use it for my advantage. Do you have any like tips, like I don't know, take a deep breath and count to five, or like things that work for you in the moment when you feel yourself like maybe taking something personally, or you feel like something might like for someone who's trying to kind of apply these things like early on, do you have any tips like that? Yeah. I I, speaking things out loud. And Mm -hmm. if you have a sense of anger, get it out, feel it for a second, but don't let it control you where, where it dictates the dictates the rest of your day, Mm -hmm. get it out of you and then allow then you're all right, good. I can go or go exercise, get it out of you that way. You need to find ways to release that. Go Mm -hmm. for a walk, things in that manner. I, I, I vocalize things to mm-hmm. myself sometimes mm-hmm. or even have people in my life where I can say, 
that understand that I am not just just like this trainer who is like trying to be there for everyone that they can that I can uh, have people that can confide into and say right. listen this is what I'm feeling give me some advice like some people I can turn to right now yeah. you know and so uh, there are there are little things like that that I do on a daily basis and just knowing too like I, I can even pick up a book mm-hmm. book uh, to a certain chapter or whatever that talks about mental focus you know mm-hmm. and directing that in a, in a positive way there are there are YouTube channels and stuff that I can listen to or motivational mm-hmm. things that help me in that in that empower me to get me out of that state because I think what most of us don't realize is that when we um, feel these emotions that we allow ourselves to stay in there Mm -hmm. some of us stay in there for years you know and so we have the I believe that we have the capability to snap out of anything fast yeah if we apply our utilize our body and our mind in a way that's powerful right to in, in and I think when you do that you start seeing like wow like I am a powerful person. I don't have to take these things personally. Right. And I guess you saying this just made me think like there are also people who can help you like therapists. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. like there are people whose job it is to help you get through moments or your trainer, yeah. you know, but there, you know, there are people who devote their whole lives to these kind of things. So like if it is, if you're someone who's had a lot of trauma or not, but yeah. are having a hard time yeah. opening up, like, there are people that can help you and there are places where you can get it for free if like cost is prohibitive because I know that like therapy is a luxury of the middle and upper middle classes and the wealthy. So in to add on to that, I was just talking to somebody the other day that um, and and we were talking about therapy and and I've been to therapy and I've had to go through my own trauma Yeah, and it it helped me in a lot of ways. But where I've, I've experienced the most uh, empowerment Mm -hmm. was having certain things that I, certain rituals that I do every single day. Mm. And that's what we're uh, t- talking about uh, earlier is about how reading mm-hmm. in the morning, in the mornings and then meditation, every, the people always ask me, so how, when did this, you know, when did you really start stepping into this person that, that I see now? And not to say like, I'm like this amazing, person. I have my no. issues, but, but in a way where, the, you know, we were help, we were talking to each other. And I just said, you know what, as simple as this may be, once I started making a ritual every single day where I started applying reading and meditation uh, to my, you know, also paying attention to what I bring into my mind. That's why it's it's hard for me to like watch certain things and mm-hmm. because I want to have a pure mind yeah. and it sounds silly, but. It, something like that can get me off track. It, so right. by having those those rituals every day, it really does. It's like a, th- a therapy session every day because, like you said, some of us can only go once a month or right. whatever, and it, we're almost sort of um, waiting for them to empower us, whereas mm. we can also utilize them as a, to help right, us get there tool. faster. But to, we have to realize that we are our self, that we are our empowerment, that we have to apply that every day right. to really step into it. Right. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should be at least simple. That's why for the last three plus years, I have been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel nourished and strong enough to tackle whatever else might come my way. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and a lot more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. 
The nutritional insurance that AG1 provides has been vital to keeping me productive and focused. It helps me cover my bases in just about the time it takes to fill a glass of water, scoop in one scoop of AG1, and then drink it. So I don't know, 75 seconds? With the perfect mix of vitamins, probiotics, and nutrients from Whole Foods, I'm not stuck trying to assemble it all by myself, which would have considerably worse results. AG1 saves me all the time and hassle, and it has made such a difference in my overall mood and especially my gut health, among many other things. But don't take my word for it. Go ahead and try AG1. Let me know what you think. Whether you notice you're needing more nutrient support than you're used to, or you just need an edge for a tough workout, AG1 can be the ticket. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1, and that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash the stacks. That's drinkag1.com slash the stacks. Check it out. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline interesting because in the book he talks about the first agreement as being like he kind of says it's like the most important one or like once you get that one the rest will be a lot easier Mm -hmm. but I think for me personally the the taking things personal is maybe my like gateway agreement I think that if I could let go of that more like if I could find ways to like work on myself and self-care and all these things to me that's the one that I feel like was like the most gave me the most anxiety. Like, I don't know if I could do that, you know? So I think it's interesting for him. Clearly the words one is the one for him. Yeah. It's everyone is different. Yeah. Maybe it's because he's a writer. (laughs) Yeah. And he probably also understands something um, that like, you're right. I read that and I was like, Hmm, interesting. Like, I wonder what he means by that. Maybe he felt something, you know, like sometimes you have like a spiritual awakening, something unlocks within you Mm -hmm. and it just clicks. Mm -hmm. He may have, found that click moment when it came to being impeccable with his word well I wonder you I mean you do a lot of motivational speaking to people when you're training them and I do the same when I'm teaching class so I wonder if that's something that feels more second nature to us because we understand how powerful words can be in a situation like how saying the right thing to the right person in the right moment can get them to do that last sit up or whatever it is right like so maybe that's just something that we understand yeah more inherently because we do use our words every day and we are interacting with people every day and we can see how powerful words are like just right 
in the exact moment. Like yeah. you tell someone, you know, you have one more push, mm-hmm. like you can either do it or you cannot do it, you're right. but you're here. Yeah. So like, let's go, yeah. you know, and like that, that can work. Yes. And it comes back to what you were saying is like some, some of us are more natural. And I think for me, it's because of my, my experiences during grade school. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's a very sensitive thing for me. Mm-hmm. And I realized what words did to me. And right. so in turn, I want to empower people through my words. Right. Okay. So I'm we're going to go to the third agreement, which I think for me is the easiest agreement, Okay. which is don't make assumptions. I think that's pretty straightforward, but in case you want a little more background, basically means communicating what you want and what you need. And when you don't know, asking. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm very inquisitive. I always have been. I have no problem with a follow-up question. Right. Obviously, I'm an interviewing people about books now in my life, so right. I love a question. Mm-hmm. So for me, I thought it was really easy, but I he did bring up some interesting points about relationships. Like, for example, you shouldn't have to change for someone for love, either friendly love or that. romantic. I, that was one of my favorite parts of this whole book, yeah, by the way. I agree. I think it's really powerful to realize, sure, you can change little things. Like, you know, when I moved in with my husband, it was like, you need to put the toilet seat down. Like, that's something you're going to have to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I asked for it. But that's, that's <laughs> so surface-based. But that's based. so surface. Like, this is talking about you are who you are and you're creating the person that you want to be and that if someone you know, if, if you've communicated the things that you need to your partner or your friend or your parents, and they're unable to give you back what you need after you've communicated it, which Mm -hmm. is the important part, they can't, you can't just assume assume that everyone gets it. Then you have, you know that you need to make some changes in those relationships. Exactly. And you talk about that a little bit in seven Sundays, you talk about, um, how people, will get on you if you're like oh I'm not eating right now and that kind of like if those people in your world don't appreciate the transformation that you're trying to make for yourself Mm -hmm. that maybe those aren't the right people for you in this moment so it's kind of something I I noticed that in reading your book that that was similar to the four agreements I don't know if that influenced you at all but I did notice it (laughs) like for instance my my girlfriend right now that I think the reason why I like this part is because I think I finally found somebody that I can be free. Mm-hmm. There is no reservations. There's no ulterior motives. It's just mm. freeing, and I can be free with them. Mm-hmm. I'm not also not finding myself saying, you, you know, do this different, do that differently. With her, she's she's always been into running and, and working out, but now she's been sort of coming along with me on my journey, mm. and we're doing we're doing it together. Mm-hmm. There are times where she just doesn't she doesn't have time, or she she doesn't feel right in the morning, and it's not like oh you're failing, you know you. Right. I understand that I've been doing this my whole life. Right. Everyone has their own journey and they go at their own pace. Mm-hmm. And so it's just about being, I don't know, I don't know if this is really answering your question. I'm just going on a tangent. It's really about allowing that person to be them mm-hmm. themselves and also being the best influence that you can possibly be. Right. Yeah, it's true. And like it goes for romantic relationships. It seems like kind of the obvious one, but I think it also goes for like your coworkers and like your friends for sure. I mean, I know I've had, I had a friendship that I had it since college and this person was talking about me behind my back to our friends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, whatever, it's fine, whatever. And I finally was like, you know what, this actually isn't okay. And I, you know, called her up and we had a whole conversation and she couldn't hear it and she couldn't understand like why I was upset and 
it just wasn't sinking in. And so I was like, you know what? We actually don't have to be friends. Like, that's okay. Right. Like our relationship was our relationship for how long it was. And now like, it's okay to walk away from that. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, maybe in 10 be. years, if right. we reconnect and you've changed in a way that I feel like works for the ways that I've changed, like yeah. great, kind of don't take it personal. Right. Like understand that, understand that you need what you need. And if people aren't able to, provide what you need in your world in that moment that it's okay to like part ways it's totally okay and that's self-love yeah and i think that's also being impeccable with your word you're communicating how you feel and communication reveals everything Mm -hmm. and whatever happens after that is meant to happen and if that's like you said if it's it takes 10 years for you guys to sort of you know reconnect reconnect or 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 not that's fine but you have enough love for yourself where you're going to tell them how you feel in a, in a respectful way. You're not being like hurtful towards no. it, but you're saying, well, it got a little contentious. Oh, okay. Well, I, mean, okay. I, mean, I might, it could have been a little more impactable with my word, but Regar- I hadn't read the book yet. Yes. Regardless, <laughs> we're, we're, it's a journey and we're all working sure. on it. Right. Sure. But I think that you got your point across in terms of that, that wasn't okay. Right. And, yeah. um, but through that, you're sometimes when we communicate, I think we are afraid that because we're afraid we're going to lose that person. Right. You and kind of have to be okay. You have to be okay. With losing the person. And I know that's harder yeah. said than done, but that's why it's, it's so important, yeah. important to create those habits to empower yourself. Totally. To know that that person and having that faith and that trust that that person is going to come along. If it's a romantic, if it's for business, if it's uh, just for a friendship, mm-hmm. just being patient. And I believe that where there's a season for everything, and just to, just so that people don't think that I think that I'm perfect, that was really hard to have that conversation. Oh, I with my guarantee. Friend. Like it was a nightmare, and it w- it went on for too long, and I had other friends involved, and like it wasn't it wasn't perfect. But I'm so much happier now in my life, like years later. Yeah. So for those of you who have to have these difficult conversations or are feeling like maybe inspired or excited about conversations you're gonna have because you've read the book, it's not easy like it's Mm -hmm. kind of horrible and that's I think that's part of it it's easier to make an assumption and just kind of move on Mm -hmm. than it is to actually deal with the answer that you know like in your heart like I have to break up with my boyfriend or you know whatever it is but making those assumptions are toxic yeah because what you do is you sit in it you marinate in it yeah think about it over and over and over again and you're taking up space Mm -hmm. energy within you to, to to be productive and doing things that you want to do and but yes you're right losing that person your boyfriend is that would be extreme it's hard right hard but also knowing that the next phase is even better right and that you're gonna uh, open up space for somebody new right that's gonna appreciate you yeah so okay so here's this is another one where i had kind of like a all right don miguel Ruiz. this is one (laughs) that i'm not super wild about in this in this section i think maybe you talked about it in the prologue but He talks about you only accept the amount of abuse from other people that you give to yourself, which I understand that. But I also like the first thing I thought about is like, what about kids who are getting abused by their parents? Like those are kids. And like that stuff lives with you forever. You talked about being bullied and not sticking with you. And that's, you know, can be so traumatic. And of course you'll carry that with you, but children who are, you know, in abusive family situations or whatever, or maybe the teacher is really abusive. Like, I don't know that those kids are welcoming that in. So I, those, like, that was a moment where I was kind of like, I feel like there's, he needs to go deeper on this. That's the, that's the perfect point right there. He, needs to, go, he, needs, to go, he needs to go deeper. And some of it's so surface, surface in the book that it's yes. like, right. And but I if think, you're someone who was traumatized, like, you know, you had an abusive family member for years and years, it's not just so simple as being like, 
I welcomed that in and now I'm taking responsibility <laughs> for it. It's like, no, 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 you were definitely a victim and it's okay to have been a victim. And I wish that he gave more empowering words for people mm. who are struggling on a much deeper level with things that have been, you know, done to them in their youth or he, he talks about, you know, like you won't suffer anymore if you follow these things. And I'm like, well, what about people who were, you know, are, are at the border of this country and getting tear gassed? And like, there's so much bad in the world that I think that some of this book doesn't engage with people who have like real, real totally. serious yeah. trauma yeah. and are living through, you know, back to the Hitler thing. Like if you're in the Holocaust, if you're in one of those concentration camps, like, I don't know if it's just so simple to like, I'm not going to make an assumption today. Right. Like there's so much deeper crap. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a, it's a really good thought. And I, th when, when you look at it, I think that it does apply to certain people that they can pick up this book and read it. Right. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's things people can get out of it, but yeah. I do think like kind of saying you, you invite the amount of abuse that you are willing to accept for yourself is, puts a lot of blame on people who are real life victims of things that aren't in their control is kind of what I'm saying more succinctly. Yeah. And, and it's, you're definitely, it's true. And it's going to be more difficult for, for like someone to pick up this, this book that has been abused, like rather than somebody who has been living a sort of a normal life and, right. and had grew up in a normal family. And so they're not going to have that same relationship when he says that, Right. That well, I think that could them. be triggering. Like, I don't know if I really, I've been lucky in my life to not have any real major trauma like that. And I feel like if I had, and someone wrote a book and was like, well, you, you take on what you, what you're willing to accept. It's kind of like, I don't know, pal, you're, you're blaming, you're blaming me for this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I just didn't, it felt icky to me. Cause I know that so many men and women of all, you know, gender identities and ages and sexualities have experienced real abuse from the outside and I just, I'm not into you victim shaming. I think the <laughs> moral of this, of this whole thing for you is it's, it's just not that simple that, that is think, more yes. complex. And he comes at it from such, such like a, a male privilege place to me that I just feel like there are people who really, really struggle in this world for, for things that are outside their control and that to simplify it and say that they've welcomed some of it mm -hmm. is just like icky to me. Yeah. And I, I can actually see that. And yeah. What you, like that male privilege role. I can, and I mean, I can see it, you know, and I'm been lucky enough. I'm a white male. I grew up in a right. small town in Michigan and I had, for the most part, it, it's like, I've, I haven't really dealt with some of those other deeper issues that we deal with right. on, a, on a regular basis. Right. So it, can I really relate to them on that level? Probably not. Right. I mean, I don't think I yeah. can either, but, but I just think that there are people, I know there are people who have real demons that they battle with. And that's kind of my point, like not to yeah. make you or I or anyone who's had like a relatively nice life, yeah, not without struggle, but you know, not anything so major. I think for those of us to also think like, sure, it's easy to be impeccable with your words or tell yeah. your friend you don't want to be friends with them. But when that friend is actually like your uncle who was doing inappropriate things with you, like that's a whole bigger thing. Right. And you're, it's not your fault. What I believe is that we each 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 of us have has a choice mm -hmm. in what we do with our life, and, mm -hmm. and some are going to be harder than others. And for me personally, I'm like, this is my life. 
And I want to be the best person I can be, not for my own consumption, but mm-hmm. to help the world, to make sure. the world a better place, regardless of my background and how I grew mm-hmm. up. I just want to give in a way that increases the the positivity into mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. And that's why I created a book like Seven Sundays right. that reg- like, you know, regardless, I had my own my own thing I'm dealing with. Do you think it's easy for me to stand in front of you right now? And you're this this adamant book reader and super <laughs> articulate and everything and here I am still dealing with my stuff but instead I still choose to express right. myself even right. though I deal mentally every single day that right. I'm not worthy I'm not good enough and all these things I realize that I if I, the more I step into my freedom right the more I'll be able to experience that side more than right. this other side right totally no I agree I think I think this book is really great for people who are like on their journey but I do I just wonder like how it would feel if you were had been victimized in a way you know okay so the last one is always do your best and I like this one I'm sure you do too we're fitness people we're always trying to get people to do the best they can possibly do but what I loved most about this one was that he says it's not just like because basically what he's saying is that you do your best and you know that you've done your best and then you can't be upset if it didn't work or it does work, you can't take it personal either way. You do your best and sometimes you'll succeed and sometimes you'll fail. But what I liked about this one was that he also talks about you can't just do your best. And if you're a total novice and you like you're playing the piano and you get up there and you've never practiced and you do your best and your concert's terrible and be like, I did my best. Yeah. He's like, you still have to practice. Yes. You still have to do the work. Yes. You have to not only do your best when it comes to the moment, but you also have to do your best in your practicing and your research and your learning and your listening that that's part of the growing process. So right. I really liked yes. that one for that reason. This one was actually my favorite as well because mm. of the season that I'm in not too long ago. I was thinking about that. I like, like I finally came into this place of peace where I was like, oh, I'm doing my best. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what happens, I did my best. Right. And that's what you call acceptance. And that right. feels fantastic. Really <laughs> really no good. matter what the outcome is. And it, what it also did is it enlightened me on what on mistakes or failures or whatever you want to talk have a different relationship with that anymore it's not this i make a mistake oh i'm the worst person ever and you get hard on you you start shaming yourself it's like oh no like what did i learn okay let's let's get better let's do better yeah and 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 that has been been the biggest change because i was always so hard on myself right And, and so this walk is about about walking into that freedom of like it's okay. It, you know, it's yeah. okay to, to fall short sometimes, right. but if you know that you did your best, it did your best, right. you know, then you can't be angry with yourself. Like you are, you are who you are. The, the, the most powerful thing that I've learned through this whole thing is having a beautiful relationship with yourself. Yeah. The same way you would treat your mom, Mm-hmm. Like treat yourself that way, you know, right. well, or, you like like your a, or your best friend or whoever, <laughs> whoever you, you know like. what I mean? Someone that you like, you know what I mean? Like it, someone who, who you love unconditionally, right. like, and like love yourself that way. Right. And totally. it sounds silly, but it's simple. And it, it, that's really allowed me to have this introspection. I feel where, like that's the essence of the book. Yes. Yeah. It's like breaking off all these belief systems that uh, like culturally that we attach to and breaking free from that and just sort of coming in to your unlimited potential. He talks about expressing yourself freely in that. And I, and I, I love that. I think that is where creativity is. And you probably, you know, doing this podcast is Mm -hmm. where this all comes from, from you. Totally. So I like that 
that aspect of it. I, I totally agree with you. That's a pretty good segue. Okay. So you already said this one was your favorite. And I think my favorite was don't make assumptions. What about, can you think of any agreements that you would add mm. or that might be, I'll go first if you want a second to think. So one that I would really love to see. So I actually wrote down a few. One was search for joy because I feel like these, some of these are a little bit negative, like don't make assumptions, like don't do this. So I felt like finding ways to search for joy in moments. And another one that I thought would be give others the benefit of the doubt. But once they show you who they are, believe them. Yeah. And then my last one was just be intentional, which I feel like kind of fits into the other ones. But mm -hmm. like saying that expressly, like in everything that you do, mm -hmm. being intentional, like making choices, understanding that your actions like that you can make sense of your actions before you act that you can like like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be here i'm gonna you know yeah like that uh that personal power mm -hmm. i think that could be one yeah you know, that personal power it's it's i think that empowers the the, the self-love uh the understanding of that you are and i think he talks about this that you are created in the image of god mm -hmm. and whatever that may yeah. mean for for people but i think that what that does is it allows you to have that foundation that source to go to like oh wait like even in all this chaos like i have to remember that this this thing is like we are all like we're human here and that we are all beautiful and, and we have something to offer. And I know it sounds kind of corny, right? but it's something to come to, to go back to when, when in, in dire need, when, right. when you're looking for that, like that thing to turn to and you're like, gosh, man, like I, I need some inspiration here. But right. I, I'm really about when, if you were to add one, like that personal power, that, that self love, mm -hmm. any of that, just to remember that you are, you're loved and you're chosen. No, I agree. Mm -hmm. I think like finding like finding the self love. I I did of course struggle a little bit with the God part of the book just because I think that he says that you don't have to have religion, but he keeps circling back to the God part. So mm. I found that interesting. Mm. Like I kind of felt like in the beginning he was like, This is for everybody and if it's God or if it's light or whatever, but then he like circles back. And I do find that a lot in self help self help books where it's like, This is for everybody, but we're gonna talk about God. Yeah. And like there are people who don't believe in God. Yeah. You know, and like yeah. I'm like, so what do you yeah. say to those people? But you know. Uh, you know, I, with my book, yeah. Seven Sundays, I, I really believe that I'll fall into sort of the same issues right. with, with people. If they don't, never heard me talk or right. they don't know who I am, they, even, even with that, they'll right. still be like reading the book. They're, they're like, I just look at this God, like I, right. I can't, this is too much for me. And that's, right. listen, that's, that's okay. You know, and, and regardless, like I, I want, I'm here just like with a pure heart mm -hmm. and I, I want people to understand that, yeah. but you know, some things aren't just right now aren't meant for like certain people right. to come in, in to pick up my book. You know, it's right. just the way it is. Right. And I think like for me, someone who's not Christian, as I said before last week for your book, like I read it and then some parts like when it would get to like the, the concede and mm -hmm. the honor, like that just wasn't so much for me. Right. So I would like look at it, but I didn't really like internalize it because right. that's not really my belief system. And right. I just moved forward to offering and it worked great for me. Right. You just know, like I just was like, this isn't, you know, this part wasn't for me. Like, right. Right. I'm a little right. too agnostic for like the Bible verse. Yeah. But if it works for you, great. And if not, like, carry on. Yeah. Don't you know, take it personal. Then you go to sleep <laughs> exercise and nutrition, you know, exactly. Do you apply certain things that right. you, that you want right. and then the other stuff that you, you know, you don't have to, right. I mean, it's, but the, at the same time, there are going to be books out there that you're going to like, and there's going to be books out there that you're right. not going to like. Of course. And I think like, 
I think I, I just wondered because I feel like so many self-help books, like your book is unapologetically about a relationship with God. And yeah. I felt like this book was trying to say, oh, it's not about God. But then it kept bringing it up. And if he would have just said it's about God, then I could have said, OK, this book's about God. Let me see how I can adapt it for myself. Mm -hmm. So I feel like what you've done that's really nice is you said like this book does center Christianity and it does center God. That's what worked for me. And that's what worked for me. And this is my book and my story. Mm -hmm. And the reader can then approach it with that with that full understanding. Exactly. And so I think that that's different because yeah. like, of course, if you are Jewish and you want to read a book about Judaism and fitness, yeah. like great, enjoy yeah, it. Right. Or if you're atheist or agnostic or whatever it is, I just sometimes get like, I'm like, why are you trying to trick me? I, I understand that. It's, yeah. you're being manipulated. Exactly. It's just a little bit different, but I don't feel that way about your book at all. I feel yeah. like your Good. book is, well, I mean, Good. the first sentence of your book is like, I'm on, this is, came from my journey with, with God. Yeah. You know, like right. it's like literally the first sentence was like, hi, I'm Alex. And this book is about my relationship with Jesus. And you're like, great, here we are. Like, I know what I'm getting yep. into, yep. you know, not, not hiding anything. Exactly. Okay. Well, I think we're going to wrap down the wind down. Here are the two things that we like to talk about here at the end, the title of the book and the cover of the book. So what did you think? And just in case you have your book in front of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what did you think about both of those things? I like the title, mm -hmm. The Four Agreements. I think it's, it's pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward, yeah. yeah. And that's what I think <laughs> about the, the about the whole book. But, or, it's pretty yeah. straightforward. And the cover is, is uh, creative. When I look at this book, it, it catches my attention. Regardless. See, I'm so different. I think this book looks corny to me. Like, I'm just, like, not <laughs> into the You just don't drawing. like this book. No, I'm not into the drug. I actually really like the book. I just am not into the, like, it looks like a self-help book to me. Like, it looks like, I'm going to learn something about the it's book. It's very spiritual. Yeah, it totally looks yeah, like that. Yeah, and, totally. like, I'm like, okay, I get But I'm it. very, I, I don't know if you've, like, been able to learn this about me so far. I'm pretty corny and cliche yeah you're like you're not you're not corny but you are you're into this stuff yeah so like for me i'm like always a little bit more skeptical right which is like why it's kind of fun to talk about yeah. this book with you because i'm like oh this is awesome like someone who's super into this yeah. and i'm like okay well what do you think about this part yeah. like explain i can this see to me. you i can <laughs> see what you're doing you're really you know you, you want to see both sides of everything yeah. rather than yeah. just taking everything and just like saying this is truth right. rather than tr questioning it and saying okay let's let's dig into this a little bit deeper right and i i think that's healthy i think that's good yeah uh, and i also think it's also important to allow yourself to be empowered if it's necessary right as well and i think there's a lot here I, that's just the way i always approach things i'm always like okay let me think about what they're saying and yeah. what I agree with and what I don't agree with and then try to apply it. But you know, that's just <laughs> like, I don't know, type A, you know, so I don't know. Well, do you have anything else you want to say about this book? Wow. I, I like, I totally went into this book and it's such a deeper level <laughs> and I have you to appreciate for that. Yay. But, I'm but so glad. No, this has been, it's been a fun journey. Thank well, you. thank you so much for coming on. Um, we're going to put links to everything we talked about today in the show notes. And of course, don't forget to pick up Alex book seven Sundays. You can get it online. You can get it at your local bookstore or place an order. Um, and thank you so much for being here, Alec. Thank you for having me. And we will see you all in the stacks. Thank you all so much for listening today. And thank you to Alec Penix for joining us. Don't forget to check out his book, Seven Sundays, wherever you get your books. For more from The Stacks, follow us on social media using the links in the show notes and see our articles and reviews on our website, which is thestackspodcast.com. To join The Stacks Pack and get inside access to this show like perks and the book club and more, go to patreon.com slash thestacks and join the fun. Make sure you're subscribed to this show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Our graphic designer is Robin McCrite and our theme music is from Tagirajis. 
This show was created and produced by me, Tracy Thomas. I'll see you all in the stacks. <laughs>